ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals, now presents conference coverage from the Healthcare Information and Management System Society Conference held in Orlando, Florida between February 25th and 28th, 2008. Your host is Dr. Tom Stevenson, Chief Medical Officer for Cobison. I am here today with John Page from Vistage International out of Downers Grove, Illinois. And John is the past CEO of HEMS and is currently working with this international working with CEOs. And what I'd like to do today, John, is to go ahead and talk a little bit about your past history with HIMS. I understand that you've been involved with the HIMS organization since 1981, and that, as I indicated earlier, you are the past CEO. So you've seen this organization grow from their exhibit in 81 from 10 tables and one computer all the way up to the current 25,000 plus attendees. So if you can just give us a little bit of your background. Thanks, Tom. Yes, the show has grown tremendously, and really the, the way that that evolution has come about was really with how information technology and improvements in operations have driven the organization the same way that they've driven healthcare in general. And I think the show is just reflective of the increasing in information-driven need of healthcare. Well, very good. So now you took over as CEO for HIMSS what year? In 1991. I was the CEO of the 90s. All right. Wonderful. Well, tell me, during your tenure as CEO, what were the biggest changes that you saw with HIMSS, especially in regards to the exhibit program? The show itself had grown tremendously. Up until 1980, HMSS, which is what HIMSS was formerly known as, was a management engineering operations analysis driven organization. In the late 80s, we began to look at information technology and the growing need for automation as a way to improve operations. And as a natural fit, the eye dropped into HIMSS, and we began to increasingly attract the information technology folks. If you look at the show floor today, there are still a number of early vendors who were very driven by operations analysis, but right now with eight or 900 vendors, some very large booths and coordinated booths with the interoperability initiatives, those are the kinds of things that exceeded anybody's expectations in the late 80s when we became HIMSS. Very good. Now, are there any vendors that are still with us that started back in the early 80s? There are a number of them. As I walked the floor, I saw a good number of old faces. What's funny is the people don't change. The names on the signs tend to change, that somebody just got acquired by, bought by, merged with another company, so that the name on the board is different, but the folks that know the technology and know the healthcare arena have not changed dramatically. So you've got a, a a number of vendors that have some very deep experience in the healthcare vertical market. Not very good. Now, I understand that you had a hand in creating the interoperability showcase. Can you tell me a little bit about that? In the mid-90s, it was clear that there were at least two islands of automation developing. The clinical side, which is what HIMSS tended to focus on, and the imaging side, which was predominantly being showcased at RSNA, the Radiological Society of North America, another large healthcare conference. RSNA and HIMSS got together and really looked at, in order for us to move the organization along and to move the industry, we needed to identify standards so that we didn't have at every patient bedside 
five or six different monitors, each of which could only produce one kind of display. We needed an integrated system, and the way to do that was to develop standards. Started pretty slowly. Uh, it has been 12 years since the initial discussions with RSNA, and I was tremendously pleased to see how well the interoperability showcases is going and how many companies are now involved in that effort. And I think that that's really, you know, what started off as an idea and slowly began to grow is now bearing some fruit. You're listening to ReachMD XM157's conference coverage from the Healthcare Information and Management System Society conference held in Orlando, Florida between February 25th and 28th, 2008. Your host is Dr. Tom Stevenson, Chief Medical Officer for Covicent. So we're doing reasonably well when we talk about devices and connecting them up and, and showing them in a common display. How do you feel about the uh, way that we're starting to gather clinical data and producing it in a, in a single image for the clinician? I think the difficulty has always, our ability to integrate the technology has always lagged the technology development itself. So our stumbling block is not necessarily the technology, it's probably the adoption of the technology and forcing the technology to work the way a person works, not forcing the person to work the way the technology, the computer is going to force them to work. If you've got something that is very intuitive, if you look at tons of examples, even in the, in the consumer side, people tend to adopt things that fit the way that they work. If it's your phone, if it's your you know, wireless device, you tend to connect to it. And especially if it is intuitive, that the interface is, is familiar, for example. A lot of folks are using familiar interfaces when they're developing web technologies simply because most people are familiar with a browser. So if you use browser technology, what you can do is at least get across that this is a comfortable interface for them, and now here's another application that I can do on this comfortable interface. Very good. So now, since you're the past CEO of HIMS, you're now working with Vistage International. Could you tell me a little bit about what you do with folks there? Okay. Vistage is the world's leading CEO membership organization. We have about 14,000 members in 16 different countries, and our goal is really to help them to improve their business but at the same time to enhance their life. And that's truly what I think I like to get across to my members is it's easy to make money. It is harder to get you to understand what it is that you really want to do once your business is thriving and growing. Is it flying? Is it spending time with your kids? Is it scuba diving? Whatever it is that really gets you going is what a successful business should facilitate. Well, it's obviously got to be a very difficult balancing situation for CEOs. I mean, first you have to make your operation profitable and then get it to the point where you, things are comfortable. But you, you can never be comfortable as a CEO. You always have to build. So any specific techniques or anything you can pass on to the listeners of how you try to balance that situation to be able to get the lifestyle while still doing the job that you need to do. What you want to do is, what Vistage does is it works with groups. So, for example, with my group, we've got 16 to 18 CEOs that come together. They are not competitors. They are from very different markets, very different industries, with the common goal of helping each of them essentially act as an advisory board for each other. One of the key problems that CEOs face is that they tend to be very isolated. They don't have folks that they can bounce ideas off of. If you've got to make hard decisions about your business, 
very tough to talk to people that are in your business, and you you probably don't want to talk to people that have a vested interest in you know in your business. I always recommend to my my folks if you've got a group of mentors that you can work with, and and Vistage is one of those kinds of things. It's great because people are going to give you honest, dedicated feedback that you can't get anywhere else. And the nice part is there's a caring, safe environment within which you can be vulnerable and say, look, you know what, here's what's happening with my business that you may not have ever told anybody else simply because you don't have that kind of ability. The key there is the only vested interest they have is helping you to grow your business so that in turn you're going to help them when they've got a problem or a concern, you're going to help them grow their business as well. Tell me how the feedback has been with the uh, CEOs that have participated with you uh, in the past. It's great. It, it is one of those things that is, for me is so personally rewarding simply because what, what you're able to do is to get someone who is having a problem in their business and try to drive them to the next level being a an engineer by training you know I, I tend to fall back on numbers and I look at it and say that Vistage members a year after they join Vistage have really been able to drive their business get better results and quantitatively what they find is that their top line is the percent growth in their business is 2.8 times higher than before they joined Vistage. Uh, very good so we're showing good results with regards to how their company is doing. How are we doing as far as their personal lives go? That is the challenge, but even getting them to recognize that there is more to life than simply work. Part of it is just identifying what is most important to you. And when I, I do some one-on-one -on -one coaching with them as well, when we sit down and talk about it, they've got goals. All of my members have goals that they have to achieve. And one of those goals is going to be clearly business kinds of goals come up, but they've got personal goals and health goals as well. So that when, you know, if one of your health goals, for example, is I'm, I'm going to go out running three times a week, at the next Vistage meeting, what we're going to say is, so, Tom, how did you do on your, on your running goal? And when you tell us, well, you know, I really didn't go out, I didn't do anything, those folks are going to hold you accountable and say, look, Tom, you said that this was important to you. Is it important or not? If it's not, Let's get it off the board. If it is, let's find a way for you to do it. Well, as a physician, I've learned that peer pressure is an excellent way to motivate people. That's great. Well, obviously, with your involvement both in HIMSS and then also with Vistage, I would imagine you probably have some interesting stories that you can tell, perhaps uh, anonymously. The key that I see is people don't know how to necessarily, and, and I'll use an example here for someone on the show floor. If you've got a vendor who's got an outstanding product, what you've got to be able to do is to not sell to the IT folks who are going to look for the IT solution. If they're going to sell to the CEO, if they're going to sell to the physician, what you've got to be able to provide them is not the geek talk, but how is this going to solve some business issue that you've got. If you are a physician, you really don't care about the fact that it showcased well in the interoperability showcase, ISO 9000 compliant, all this wonderful stuff doesn't mean anything. What's the business application that it's going to help me solve? And how am I going to, as a CEO of a hospital, how am I going to go out into my community and say, our investment of you know a million dollars in this new system is going to help change the health of this community because the goal of a, of a hospital, the goal of a physician is truly the end patient. It's not, gee, it's a wonderful system and it looks good. Are you changing the way that healthcare is delivered? And in the end, is that having a positive effect on the community health status? 
Wonderful. Well, John, I have to tell you that I'm sure there are many people around the floor here at Hims and, and many CEOs that are in their offices right now that owe a debt of gratitude to you, and as do I. Thank you very much. Thanks, Tom. I appreciate it. You've been listening to conference coverage from the 2008 Healthcare Information and Management Systems Society Conference on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Your host has been Dr. Tom Stevenson, Chief Medical Officer for Cobasip. For more information on this or any of our shows or to download a podcast, please visit us at ReachMD.com.